This is Naptown Talk, episode 29, not episode 30, Andrew. Wanted to jump the gun a little bit. Can't skip out episode 29, but it's going to be a good one. November 30th, somehow, we're almost in December already, and we are two depressed Colts fans. Very depressed Colts fans. Um, Yeah, I we were at the game. Um, Me, you, yeah, and I was then, back. And Felt me, you, back. And, and a fellow Neptune talk listener, um, Lance. Yes. We had a ball. And, and Sabrina. And Sabrina. Come on and now. Sabrina. Can't leave out the Naptown girly Sabrina Bays. Um, well, oh, Dizzle got, got sick, unfortunately. Dropping, dropping uh, last names. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we we have. We've been dropping last names. Um, But yeah, we had a hoot at the game. I, I do have to say. Um, it was a blast. Uh, Steelers fans. I've heard some people who had experiences. We didn't really have any obnoxious ones. Uh, it felt like it was a Steelers home game, to be honest. So <laughs> if we're, a lot of Steelers fans, if we're going to be completely honest, the Eagles game was worse. Really? Yep. So there you go. You obviously, know, obviously, you didn't have the like the "Here you go, Steelers" chant, but it's just like that was so lame. They Why were like, not have a chant. Come on, Colts uh, Nation, let's do better. Yeah. No. Uh, people, uh, I mean, come on, Colts. <laughs> are driving the tank there you go yeah i'm ready i'm um officially i i told you losses don't sting like they used to um so that's why we're going to bring the energy in the podcast even though there's no dog list uh but there are some guys that played well um wait can, can i ask a quick question real quick let me hear it are you team tank uh the competitor inside of me uh i don't want to be team tank I don't want our guys to root. I don't. I don't like losing. That's me. I don't want to see a loss. I, I'd much rather we're season ticket members. We invested our money into this. We invest our time into this. The boys on the field, the men that play for the Indianapolis Colts, put their time into this. I don't want to be a loser. I'm not a loser. If there's a guy like Andrew Luck that you know, boom, tank for Andrew Luck, suck for Luck. No, there's not a guy in the draft like Luck. No, I have no generational s- talent. I did see a stat though. Sit down yeah. real quick. So okay. through was it thirteen weeks? Yes, mm-hmm. through thirteen weeks, the suck for luck squad was averaging fifteen point two points. Yeah, I saw this. We we're per game. We were averaging fifteen point eight. So we are fifteen point eight. We we are driving it yeah. unintentionally. The difference is our defense is so good. Our defense rock is- solid. And people, what what pisses me off is people are trying to blame our defense for that loss against the Steelers. Got to put defense more- held their own, dude. They, you got to remember. First, what, what? How many? What was the time of possession in the first quarter? Three minutes. They, I mean, defense well, played a no, whole no, 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 no. First half, first half was bad, dude. First half was terrible. We didn't start playing until the second half, dude. And the Colts looked so good in the second half. They they looked good. <laughs> like outside of that stupid ass fumble, which we, me and me and my brother Jake were in a discussion today of whose fault that was. Who do you think it was? It, that one, I like. I want to say Matt Ryan, but it's it's really both. There you go. That's what I said. I said it was both because you watch JT. Um, he has his arms ready to take that handoff. He closed him a little bit too early, but Matt Ryan also had his arm. You'll watch that clip. He had his arm straight, and then all of a sudden he starts moving it a little bit to try to like guide it into JT's chest rather than just stick it in there. You are a quarterback. You are taught to just stick that ball in that chest. You are in the NFL. Why is a handoff so difficult? That sucked. That was a huge momentum killer. I know they scored. They ended up getting a three and out and scored the next drive. But still, that was such a big – imagine we score there. 
Then we get a three and out. Then we score again. That might be ball game right there. <laughs> it sucks, but but the Colts lost that one. They had a chance to win. Really just killed their season. I'm still not team tank. I'm team let's draft Anthony Richardson at 15. That's where I'm at. I am – I hate – I don't I don't want to tank. If we happen to lose, we lose because this, team is, this offense is just dog water. If we lose, I look at it, better draft it. Cool. But I don't want to lose. I hate losing. These guys work their asses off, and for their fans to root for them to lose is just – it's kind of – I want to say, you know, sad. That's the little boy behavior right there. It's one thing if, like, we were just had, like, Scott Tolzan just leading the charge, but we don't. I mean – yeah, no Scott Tolzien, thank goodness. Uh, we have a former NFL MVP who we have two made MVPs. some mistakes. He made some mistakes. Yeah, we have a Super Bowl MVP as well. Good. Um, yeah. Offense. I don't know, man. I really don't. Um, I was I was texting uh, Jordan about this earlier this week. Kind of want to kind of want a clean clean sweep on the offensive side of the ball. Um, come the offseason for staff. Oh, okay. I was about to say, holy uh, holy hell there, Andrew. What? You want MPJ gone? Big Q, Jonathan no, Taylor? You, no, 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 no. You got to clarify that a little bit earlier no, before the, me the piece, uh, questioning the, you. The pieces are there. Um, if you they ask are, me, man. If you ask me, Jeff Sardy will not be the coach next year. He shouldn't be. And so I don't want to see Gus Bradley and his staff go because the defense no. has been immaculate. Like defense. You, you got to clean Chef's kiss. You got a clean house. I mean, it's pretty much just clean the offensive house, hire a defen- decent offensive coordinator, and get a head coach in there. Here's here's what I'm going to tell you. This is this is my opinion. Oh, and keep right Ballard. Here. Agreed. Here's my opinion right here, okay? There's three things this Colts team needs, and it has nothing to do with the defense. Because Yannick Ngakwe just became another – he just broke another, uh, you know, achievement – of uh, I think it's eight plus sacks. Yeah, yeah. His first seven he, seasons, he's, he's at eight and a half. Well, I'm pretty sure every season has been in the NFL. He's he has had more than eight sacks every season. Yes, and he he's still on that elite list. I'm pretty sure it's still Aaron Donald, uh, Bruce Smith, uh, just guys who are just elite pass rushers. I'm not gonna lie, when he had those two sacks that team drive, I'm like, let's go. Yeah, that was early on too, and that's when he broke it. And that's that's what we this <laughs> this defense needed last year. We needed that. Uh, pass rush no he's not great on run defense but you know who is big grove and defoe defense doesn't really need much work there's three things that this team needs and it all has to do with the offensive side of ball i want easy he said here another solid offensive lineman that we gained through free agency we need that veteran uh bernard ryman played a great game against the steelers had the highest game had the highest all that yep had the highest highest grade um Outside of that last uh, drive where he was atrocious, he said that he he um, ran the wrong play, which rookie, rookie mistake, classic rookie mistake. So Reinman, he showed a little bit to me where I, I'm starting to gain a little bit trust in him, but he's got a long way to go. So if we can get one more lineman that kind of just really solidifies the rest of that offensive line, I'd be super happy. Obviously, quarterback. I want a guy who can move. I have my eyes on Anthony Richardson right now because he's super raw. Uh, he's a big – I'm pretty sure he's a big dude. Um, but he can make plays, and that's what we need at quarterback position right now. We need a guy who can make plays. Matt Ryan, we'll, we'll see what he can do on the wheels. He can, he's got let, Matty wheels. Let's but, hold up Let's hold up on the draft talk. Yeah, yeah for sure. Because you have to remember, we do have Matty Ice next year as well. 
Exactly. That's why I'm saying draft a real quarterback to learn from. We had Sam Ellinger. People are like, why don't we go back to him? No. I just don't think Sam Ellinger has it. You need he's, it as a quarterback in the NFL. He does not have it. And he did not look like he had it. It's the only thing they wanted from him. The only thing that they wanted from him was his mobility. And then Matty yeah. Wheels goes scorches a 39 yarder. And then, then he just had another run. That was pretty nice. Yeah. So I'm, but there's I've been one on, more thing. One more thing I want. Okay. I got to get to it. I want a creative offensive play caller to oh, come no. to Andy because that would be different. And Frank Rack was supposed to be that offensive mind. His playbook, just, I don't know what happened. I think it's just stale. Um, but I want, I want a offensive mastermind, you know, a guy that knows how to use his personnel to their, you know, the best, um, possible way. So I think if we get those three things, this, this Colts team is looking completely different. So can I, um, can I bring the bad news real quick? Drop it. Unless something crazy happens at the draft, getting a, like a top of the line like creative genius on the offensive ball might on the offensive side of the ball, ball is going to be hard because we don't have a quarterback and that's what people are wanting these days. Um, yes, Matt Ryan is is a boy. He is a dude. He is he what he was an he was an MVP caliber for a long time, but that's not him anymore. No. And that's what's going to end up to hurt us. You need us. a quarterback. That's that's what we need if we want that. And I don't know who's all going to be available post-draft, but I, I mean, will say we do have Mr. Jonathan Taylor in the backfield. We do. That, that's a pretty sexy uh, appeal for but we an live offensive in, mastermind. But this the NFL in these days are pass first. So that's why I'm saying we, we're yeah. going, to have, we're going to have a hard time. I get uh, you. I agree with you. I'm not denying you, but imagine no, if we do get that. Because Anthony Richardson is a raw product. So like if the if the Colts do get him, I could see him like you know, uh, some offensive guy saying him and being like him with Jonathan Taylor and Pierce because Alec Pierce is a freaking beast, dude. He he just I I just wish we would feed him more up top, just at least once a game, chuck it up to him, please, dude. They they try Matt to Ryan feed... just doesn't have that arm anymore. I, I they... that's what I have to conclude. I feel like um the offensive line like one thing we're taking serious and the offensive line played well. Because Matt, I think Matt Ryan's mobility in the pocket was actually pretty, was pretty good. Dude, Matt Ryan in the he, pocket. He was getting pushed up. Nice. He, he like he's pushing up, but I, at the end of the day, I don't think he had enough time to, for Pierce to get that separation to, like thirty to forty, like forty yards down the field. I will say, this this game that we just watched was one of the better games for the offensive line and pass protection because mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. a there's a Mister Defensive Player of the Year that we did not really hear his name called too often. It was great. Uh, yeah. Our prediction on that went south, which is good, but the Colts but still the, lost. So but at, really the, at the same time, though, like, okay, so Jonathan Taylor went eighty-six yards for on twenty carries, averaging about four point four point one ish, pretty good. His longest routine. Something about the inside run game, though, is it's like actually, I I take the, I take this all back. It was just a play calling at the end. Inside inside run on third down, thirty seconds left. We have three timeouts. That really the bothers me. Player even said. He saw the way the tight end was lined up and knew exactly what was happening. Yeah, tight end was probably just leaned all the way forward, if I had to guess. That's what, right? Yeah, he said he was leaned. And um, but, but I don't. So I can't. Christmas tree water is not for cats. Absolutely not. Okay. Um, but I the, the play. I don't know. It's hard to call the play calling good because what what was that first quarter? What was that? Embarrassing. <laughs> like we had the ball for like Reich was back two minutes. Charge. Yeah. And then we get the ball to start the second quarter, and we go three and out. 
You know what happened in Monday's game in the second half that we really haven't seen all year? A halftime adjustment. Halftime adjustment, but <laughs> we started utilizing the tight end rather than just in the red zone. Jelani yeah. Woods. So best game of his career so far. I know he's had a two tutty game, but 98 yards. That's the most since Dallas Clark in 2003 for a Colts tight end. So I agree with you. I think one piece that they were missing, because they didn't know Jelani Woods could be that guy, was Kylan Granson. Because Kylan Granson's always been the drag guy 15 yards up the field that they're going to toss to for him to turn up field. And I think mm-hmm. Matty Ice was missing that a little bit. Yeah, I agree. But the second half, I feel like no, I know missing I, anything. We didn't yeah, exactly. well, that's be a second half. What did they have to lose? Football. I mean, but their their offense was abysmal the first half. Like they could have called anything different, and it would have probably would have worked. <laughs> I don't know. I I just it was sad. The we we were not happy, but we still had a great time. I'll, I'll revert back to that. Alec Pierce zero receptions for zero zero yards. I'm pretty sure that's How two many targets. In a row. Two targets now. I don't see the targets, but I think. Uh, uh, I think those two targets. Yeah. Gosh, man, I I uh I've told you my wish list for this Colts, and I don't I, I know that kind of sounds like I'm giving up on this team, but no. I did see that there's a way that um the Colts can win out and still not make the playoffs. And that sucks. That that hurts <laughs> to hear that. Uh so that that makes me that's why I was starting to think a little bit more into the draft because I'm like, we we're kind of getting there. But we're not that, eliminated it, yet, but we're close. But I know that, but it's like I'm never going to go to Lucas Oil and be like, oh, I hope we just, you know, make a decent game. I hope we still lose it. No. No, exactly. Yeah, I no. don't want to – I don't want to for a good game. I remember I us going in, the ha- going in the halftime, the vibes were low, and then we the, da- Dallas Flowers had the amazing kickoff return, and we were back. Yeah. Yeah, we like, were. We were down – like, we were still down, like, two scores, and I'm just like oh, – Started getting juiced. <laughs> but I do have to say – Juice. I do have to say, though, do we have a – is there a battle for kickoff return now? So apparently Isaiah Rogers told Bubba to put Dallas back there because he thinks he can make a play happen. Hmm. That's allegedly. I don't, so, I don't know if the source was reliable that I that I saw that from, but but so, uh, if, uh, if that uh, is true, shout out to Isaiah Rogers for being a good teammate. And also shout out to Dallas Flowers for making that play happen, bringing that team back in that game. So the Colts received five kickoffs. Isaiah Isaiah Rogers received three of those. He had 100, 107 yards, long of 45. Like, okay, those are still really good. Dallas yeah. Flowers had two for 118, long of 90. I yeah. mean, but like, shoot, dude, let's just run both of them back there. Give a little hook and ladder. They both got breakout speed. You can do something. Hook and that. ladder. <laughs> hook and ladder, but you know what I'm saying. It's like, I know what you're saying. Run, run across and zoom. Yeah, do something creative. Um, yeah, I'm just really disappointed in Jeff Saturday's um, ability not to call a timeout with 30 seconds left, though. Yeah, that sucked. You, he, you don't. Uh, you don't. The timeouts don't roll over. No, and he he even said himself that he he wishes he can have that back because he didn't realize how uh, much of an a disarray that the Colts offense was in, which you and I could see all the way up from the rafters. Those boys were scrambling. Third and three. Why not take that timeout? Come on. Oh no, me and you were both like giving the timeouts. Like we were both like all timeout, call timeout, like the bad. Yeah, we were pressing the middle button. We were, and we were just confused. Lance was about to run down on that field and call that timeout. Dude, like why? Why is Matt Ryan not calling that timeout? Like he is, he, he is a veteran and he he knows what the he, hell he's doing. If Matt Ryan calls that timeout, it's like, can you get mad at him? No, no, you can't. No, you can't. You're trying to win the game with thirty with thirty seconds on the line, and, and like 
And you go third and two inside rush to make it fourth and two. Like, and let's talk about how they severely marked Matt Ryan short. And it's like, I know, like, ooh, quarterbacks. Ooh, wait, are we diving into, are you, are we diving into the ref talk? I have, we can I have dive plenty into of ref talk. Yeah, I know you want to. So let me just start it off by saying that, and then I'll let you open your can of worms. Um, when a quarterback is diving forward, you can still smoke them. Yes. Which also means that they are no longer, they're not giving up their body. So you don't mark them where they started, you know, to fall forward. Agreed. Yeah, if they're sliding, I, know, it's a different I didn't look close enough. I don't know when he was touched, but it definitely was if there's if he got touched going like to the ground, it was when it, it should have been one yard, third and one. But, I just I just thought the refs were Yeah, go ahead. Get I just thought, box. Stand I just it. I just thought the refs were pretty subpar. If like um like there's really, a lot of, is, if, if the refs are in front of you right now, I want that energy. I don't want this pity patty bullshit. I'm just saying you... there, there's a bunch of DPIs that should have been called their fucking bullshit. <laughs> there you go. Um, because yeah. they're getting there early every time. Like Alec Pierce probably had three drops because he was getting smoked in the back before the ball was even there. And it's like that's part of the predictable and, offense and, that we're running. And right don't now. get me started about Mac Hawk, Hawk getting his plant leg rolled up on. How's that and, not? And, and, and it How's that no not like running I'm not, into the kicker? I'm not over here looking for anything. Like that's the definition of roughing the punter. Yeah, literally, like, they they didn't give him space to land. <laughs> like, and like I got to I got to credit Saturday because even from our seats, I could tell that he was just ripping the ref a new one. You just but saw like, more emotion in him than you did all oh, five years of Reich. <laughs> yeah, and so DPIs blocking backs, holdings. I, I hate just to sound like the dude that's calling, uh, that's just reaching for it, any and all penalties. But I feel like there's a lot missed. That's because that was a home game for the Steelers. <laughs> Damn near, dude. We walked into or the bar downtown, and it, it, the, literally the the whole place was black and yellow, which you know we're not too unfamiliar with. But we also don't like the NFL black and yellow team. Yeah. So whatever. It's what happens when you have that many Super Bowls on you. You're going to have fans everywhere that have no. Yeah affiliation with Pittsburgh or even the fact that like a winning team in the NFL. Yeah. And Mike Tomlin, I like Mike Tomlin as a coach. Colts have not beat him still, which sucks. But I Mike Mike Tomlin is he's a good NFL coach. Um say something about the Steelers real quick. Um George Pickens can catch anything that is in like a seven foot radius of him. Really? Can he? Because he definitely dropped that very easy grab that he should have it was a one handed catch. It just dude if you're in the NFL you make that catch in the warm ups just for the hell of it. He True, needs to catch that. But there's a few I'm plays him for that. But there's a few plays where they're getting the solid thirty yard chunks, and he's just like he got inbounds too. I don't know. Yeah, he's a rookie. Uh, I don't know. He he's a rookie. Uh, but that that catch that's like the easiest one handed catch you make. That's the catch you make all day. Like when I don't know. I I just that that, that dude. Uh, I I don't like I don't like the Steelers, and I don't like him. I'm, I'm just gonna leave it at that. All right, you want to look ahead. Anything else you want to say? Anything else you want to say? Monday Night Football at Lucas Oil. Highly it was electric. Recommended. Have to wait another seven years, but that, great environment. That soon? Place was rocking. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think – I don't. I really hope not, but maybe uh, with their performance this year, the NFL might go back into banning the Colts from primetime action. But, sure, I'm pretty sure we have never, we have never time, primetime no. game coming up this week anyways. I'm talking about home, though, but yes. We do. I mean, prime some games for the culture. Hard. I mean, I know we had three this year, but it's feel like it's it was a drought before this. What's our what's our trend that we say with the Colts? They always beat the good teams that they shouldn't be beating. Yeah, and they they kind of proved us a little bit right. I know we didn't right a little bit right with the 
Eagles. I know they didn't win, but like they're proved that they that they're going to keep the games closer to the good teams, mm-hmm. and they are the teams that are more on their level. PS, we are favored. I can to win see that them game. going to Dallas and winning. Same, I I, I do because what's Dallas good at? Defense. No, it's that, but on offensive side of the ball, let me clarify. Offensive side of the ball, I mean, they're running. Yeah, oh, they're running. Don't. <laughs> no, I, I know, but Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott's still definitely not an average Joe Schmo quarterback that we see in the league. I would say he's good at passing. I would say he's a little bit above average, but he's nothing special. Um, and what our defense is really good at stopping the run. So I think they're going to have to get creative with Dak Prescott and make him make plays. I, Def- uh, defense does need to take a look in the mirror real quick. The rush yards, they uh, I'm pretty sure they had over 100 rush yards in the in the first half. <laughs> yeah, that was ugly. Najee Harris went down, and you couldn't even tell. Yeah, because they went they went 36 carries for 172 yards. Still, I know they didn't break that 200 yards, but that's still a lot of yards for this defense. Linebackers didn't look right. No, they didn't. Okay, okay, missed a few tackles. They probably just squared up. Yeah, he usually makes. Um, this is def- the first game that was noticeably missing Shaq Leonard. And defensive line outside of the um, Yannick Susacks, I was waiting for, I was looking for a little bit more pressure on the inside. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like when Pickett could throw it, uh, he had time, which was really bothering me. This here's what stinks is looking back at Danico Autry. I really wish the Colts had him. <laughs> but like, oh, but I need to ask you, like, like where, like, who would he be taking reps from though? That you don't like, what Dio? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we've talked about this. We know Gus Bradley is a guy that likes to rotate pass rushers. I don't think he would have any issue getting Danico Autry on the field. But that ship sailed. I don't want to talk about that anymore. But um, I think that this Colts team, I think you'll see them draft an edge. I know we already talked about um, – I, I just told you their needs, but I, I do think that they'll draft an edge in the later rounds. I bet you they'll um, draft an edge and a linebacker later in the draft, but the first few – all offense. All offense. All offense. All offense. All offense. I mean, all offensive linemen. Yeah. No quarterbacks. Maybe a quarterback. Yeah. I. I bet. I. I would put my life savings at the Colts draft a quarterback with the and first pick. Don't even though I. I personally said the left tackle, but Anthony Richardson. Be, that's my. That's who I want. Don't be surprised if they go um, running back, like after the second round. Hmm. I mean, that's pretty easy to say because, like, it could be the second, seventh round, but they're not. Gonna I'm, I'm thinking. I'm, 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 I'm thinking fourth or fifth. They might. I don't think so. I mean, I don't know what Deion Do Jackson. A ten dollar bet? No, I'm done making. Oh, why? Come on. Because I'm like, I'm like zero and four in the last. Yeah, but that's that, the drafts in April. You can save up ten bucks <laughs> since then, and you're also you. I you have a bet with me right now that I'm starting to think you're more favorable in, and that's Aaron Rodgers. Does he retire? I think that the fact that he's dealing with all these injuries this year, he doesn't want to end his year. Uh, yeah, his he, he could have tossed it in already. So you got that $10 maybe. Uh, um, so just do it, little puss. I'm just – my only reason I say that for running back is because we lost name Himes. I don't know what they're going to do with Zach Moss. I don't know what they're going to do with Deion Jackson. They might just try to – I don't see them wasting a fourth or a fifth round round of running back. Never know. Also, we also didn't see, never we, know. We also didn't see them trading up to get Nick Cross, who's been MIA since like week yeah, one. Yeah, but they also knew that Kari Willis is going to retire. True. Nick Cross, we though. did not. Nick Cross. We're going to talk about somebody else. 
the guy that is starting over Nick Cross because he's been so solid for like one million dollars a year. Oh yeah, uh, Randy McLeod. He's yeah, he's on one year contract for like one point something million dollars. Good. But that dude's been worth every bit of it. He's been the free agent pickup of the year for Ballard. Uh, really, probably in my opinion, free agent pickup in Ballard's time with the Colts. Stephon Gilmore. Know. He's Stephon Gilmore. Seeing him, it's, I mean. Stephon Gilmore, like everybody would do that. Yeah, but the fact he was able to actually give him to Indianapolis, though, because there was probably thirty of a team. Yes, I agree. That's Stephon Gilmore. That was that's the biggest. But I'm saying the most underrated. Yes. Okay. We'll, we'll go with that. But I, I still think that I mean, getting Stephon Gilmore is awesome. But he got a Rodney Cloud from. He's been so solid for this defense. He's been a huge reason why you've been seeing like. Was he injured last year? Succeed. I think he was right. Maybe I don't know. Because he was. I think he got buried in the Eagles depth chart somehow. Yeah. Which makes no sense because he, he, won, a, right, he but... won a Super Bowl with them. Um, all right. We started to go into the went back. Colts Cowboys, Sunday night football. Didn't get flexed. Didn't get flexed. Still primetime, baby. Uh, probably because if the Cowboys ever got flexed from primetime, I'm pretty sure, um, like NBC or – sorry, see, yeah, sorry, NBC would burn to the ground. Yeah, nobody's flexing the Cowboys out of yeah, primetime. <laughs> no, they're not. That fan base would blow up. Um, I think the Colts. I think the Colts have a favorable matchup. I do too. Um, the only thing I, that worries me is the Cowboys' defense. Yeah, but you said it yourself. We didn't hear TJ's uh, name get called at all. Yeah, I did. In the second half, the Colts looked like a good offensive team until the fu- until that fumble. Until that fumble, but then then the next next drive they still score. True. And they- I don't know. I that that looked that was two solid back to back drives. Uh, no, the yeah, yeah, the, yeah. No, you're right. They the fumbled run, in. The they, fumble was set up by Jelani Woods. Is like thirty plus yard. Yeah, reception. Um, but yeah, I think uh, Colts. They they. This is one of my. You know, the Cowboys are an elite team. Uh, yeah, you can you have to say that because they have a really good record and and they're one of the favorites in the NFC right now. So and they play in the NFC Beast. Yeah. Which all four NFC East teams are expected to make the playoffs, which dumb, but I think the Giants are gonna fizzle out. But yeah, I think so too. Saquon's taking a step back, um, in his domination. Yeah, I, I mean, Will Fries at right guard, Bernard Ryman at left tackle. Just keep rolling with it, I guess. Keep rolling with it. I mean, what else do we? Have? No other option. Dennis Kelly, that ship sailed for me. I liked having him in when we had a really good chance uh, at turning the season around, but Ryman, if he builds off of the game he just had and learns from his mistakes, AKA running the wrong play, uh, that could be huge. Um, Cause if, if he is that left tackle, now we have that box checked, which is a pretty big box to check. I think the biggest thing that needs to change, like, that needs to be improved on from this week to the next play calling. I know we have a very inexperienced play caller right now. And we're still using Reich's playbook. Something I, else to remember. Yeah, I mean, we piece. I think the piece, the pieces are at least to score more than freaking what fit fifteen point eight points a game. If we can get a guy that is able to open up the tops of defenses, aka Alec Pierce, so a guy that can and Paris Paris, and PC and MPJ, MPJ can do it too. Um, he doesn't open the top. He just he just those, snags it from the top. <laughs> yeah, if, if we can get a guy that can throw those to where defenses have to worry about that, that creates so much room for Jonathan Taylor. I know. Or a running back, or a quarterback, <laughs> a quarterback that is a running back. Um, no, a quarterback who can run, 
that you have to worry about, you know, a read option play. You have to worry like Carson Wentz, they ran read options with him. He was nice on the run. But if we can get that playmaker at quarterback, that mobile quarterback, where people have to start worrying about pulling the ball from Jonathan Taylor, dude, that there's so many ways this offense can improve. And that's why I don't want to see them tear it down. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see them sell the team if they happen to get a new GM or anything like that. Uh, I want to see them built. And I think Ballard, that's why Ballard's going to stay because he he's built a solid squad. I know the record doesn't show that, but we're three pieces away. Just say, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're a few, pe- we're yeah. a few pieces. <laughs> three pieces. I actually gave a number. And I, and I broke down those pieces, okay? Okay. Um, Here's my thing. Next week against it. the Cowboys. Let me hear your thing. We, we know that Dak Prescott's not afraid to air it out. I want to see some picks. I'm tired. I, I want me Stefan Gillilock INT. Yes. I just like going like we didn't have a single turnover against the Steelers. It sucks because Kenny Pickett's we couldn't even get a, a pick out of a rookie quarterback now. I know the rate like I think his long pick in his last name. We couldn't even get one. His long was 38. I mean sorry, 35, but I don't know. I don't know. I want to see I want to see I want to see some picks. I want to see my INTs. I would like to see a pick six. Wow, holy shit, what would that be like? Are you predicting one? Do you want me to? You want me to? <laughs> yeah, go, go. Sunday night football. Colts defense a touchdown for the first time of the season. <laughs> We're going to see it, baby. It's going to happen. Don't listen to all the other times I said it. This is my first time calling this. First try. Let's get it. Colts defense first a touchdown time. Sunday night. F the Cowboys. F them again. I think I'll we're going it. to I think we're going to put the rush the rush game in check because um I think Ezekiel Elliott is definitely taking a big step back, and I think this defensive line will be hungry after yeah, that. But isn't there a guy I'm trying to think at the beginning of the season? Somebody Oh, I that was me. I said that Tony Pollard is gonna be pretty solid. So that guy's that's somebody that we're gonna to have to stop. Past past two past two weeks they've been sorry, at least last week it was Zeke's first week back from injury full time. You get you got significant more snaps than Pollard. So I'll be curious to see how that train looks going against us. Because yeah, Pollard, Pollard definitely they split carries, and Jerry Jerry Jones loves Zeke, uh, so I can see him being like Zeke's back. Let's get him some. Let's get yeah. him some tokes. But I think they just ride the hot hand because Zeke looks good. There's times where I look at the screen, I don't know, like they're two completely different running backs. But I'll like look up and I'll be like, Zeke's still got some speed. He does. Like, Zeke, Zeke's still good. People who shit on him, yeah, I think that's you want to know who else is good? This defense. You're not good. They're great. This D. (laughs) This defense is going to go into the big D and show them who's got the bigger D. All right. Yeah. Our D's bigger than theirs. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, all right. So let's uh let's give us some score predictions and then we'll wrap up a little little college talk. How does that sound? Ooh, yeah, a little because you know, we both got, I mean, Purdue, top five. Zach. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's let's hear. He's one of the best. Let's let's hear score prediction. Let's hear score prediction. Score prediction. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna be the one that gives an actual realistic prediction. Mm. Cowboys' offense is tough. They're a good team this year, and I hate it. I don't want to say it. We were wrong about the Eagles. We were wrong about the Dolphins. We were wrong about the Cowboys. And I hate that. Cowboys are going to put up some points, but we still got a good defense. Cowboys are going to score 28 points. 
to the Colts, 21. Lost on Sunday Night Football. 28-21. Cowboys get the dub. I think the Colts... We need some optimism. Give me one. Colts 24, Dallas 20. Defense. This Cowboys offense will see a real defense for once. Are we going to see some classic Dak Prescott garbage time fantasy points? No, or is it I think be I, I think it's gonna break I, way at the I, end. I think the I think this is gonna be a close game throughout the whole time. Um, don't be surprised the Colts go down 10-0 to start the game, but then I think I think those come running back like they did against the Steelers. I'll tell you what, right now, Naptown Talk listeners, and shout out to all you who listen. Yes. We appreciate you all. Jonathan Taylor, two touchdowns, 150 plus yards. Mm. Hammer it. That's us. With that being said, we love our Colts, but you also have a solid Purdue basketball team this year. And a football team. And and a football team. Shout out, shout out to you guys. Some First Big Ten championship game ever. Some are saying gonna get their asses kicked. Yes, I, I'm not gonna deny that. Um, some are saying that that might have been the greatest Purdue weekend um ever. Um, smoke Gonzaga, smoke Duke. God, it felt good. They jumped 19 spots from 24 to fifth in the nation. Um, but like I said, rankings don't mean shit until um the conference games start. So. so you watched you obviously watched the bucket game, right? Yes. If I use quarterback doesn't get hurt. Completely different ball game. Does does Purdue win that game? What do you I think, think I think they I think they still do. I know it, it like it, it definitely changes the dynamic of the game, but it probably would have been by three or by a last minute touchdown. Because mm-hmm. IU was rolling until he got hurt. They were. They and were Purdue was not. Mm-mm. Um, and it sucks to hear about Aiden O'Connell. Did you hear? Did you because Brom was pretty ups? Did you see his post game interview? I, I I actually didn't. I saw he came out with a statement, but I had a chance he was to super like. Didn't someone pass away in his family before? His older brother passed away. Yeah, I saw that. So you got to feel for that. Um, yeah. So we don't like Purdue, but makes me happy that O'Connell was able to get the dub because I'm sure that meant a lot to his family. Uh, in the- yeah, I got buddies that wanted me to go to the game on Saturday and tickets are like 250 for nosebleeds. And they're like, but this is the first time. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to go take out a loan, go watch my Boilermakers get their shit kicked in by Michigan. <laughs> yeah, but it's an indie. You don't know how much longer the Big Ten Championship is going to be an indie, and it's your Boilermakers and – Probably another hundred years before they uh, get to the Big Ten championship. I will. I'll gladly root from home on that one. All right. That's. I thought you were a boiler, but I guess not. I Just am. Who's your at heart, baby? Mm. Weren't you? You were born in Indiana, right? Yeah. So you're a Hoosier. Nope. Not just from India. Let me let me look up. Uh, you go ahead and uh, talk about your boilermakers for a little bit. Let's see. Let's hear that out of that number five. So Zach Eady's electric. I am d- definitely afraid of whenever. Um, yeah, I'm definitely afraid when ED has a stinky in front uh, of a game because I think he's um, the offense is going through him right now, and we have a true freshman that has a clip that's really um, really carrying some of the weight. But if they both have a bad game, we are in for trouble. Yeah, uh, that's where IU. I think um, it, when Purdue and IU do come to play, because IU's got a big game against UNC at home, uh, favorable I think by four points. Um, I think that's where IU will get them is when ED is off that court because IU has some good depth. But I know Purdue's got a guy on the bench that can drop some buckets. Purdue Purdue has depth. At, they have they have depth at, at the big spot, but uh, sorry in the uh, front court. I just worry about the like production. 
Yeah, I get you. You don't you don't got Jaden Ivy. Um, you know, on to the be team fair, I think <laughs> I think the team's a little bit better about Jaden Ivy. So here, here's what I said. I, go ahead and you let's see if you're you, you, first off definition of Hoosier, a native or inhabitant of Indiana. So congrats on being a Hoosier your whole life. Mm. Um, also, uh, listen listen to, to this. This is my take. Okay, Purdue my take. was way more talented last year with the higher ceiling. But this team plays so well together that they they might just be a better team because yeah. they know how to play. They they play ball good. Last oh, year it's kind of seemed the Jaden Ivy show. Sometimes Williams will just kind of do his own thing. Zach Eady and Williams on the court didn't mesh well together. I think Purdue has a squad that clicks. Braden Smith out of Westfield kid can ball. <laughs> Lloyd as well has a clip. Lloyd, that's is that the guy off the bench? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he, no, you he, know he's been starting. He's a true freshman guard. Oh, nice. Uh, I, I'm just excited that IU and Purdue have some solid squads this year. Oh, good for content for us. So good, good not just for us. It's good for the state of Indiana. That that your two top, you know, premier basketball uh, college teams are both top ten. How sexy would it be? Because this is this is a scenario that could happen. IU Purdue play, they're one and two. How sexy would that be? Yeah, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Me a cigarette. Seriously, like no matter you know, IU and Purdue, you got to that that rivalry would be that would be the peak game between those two teams. Oh yeah, yeah. IU basketball is good. And this that's year. a possibility. Both of them are solid, and that they're just both really good teams. IU has a little bit tougher of a schedule going into before you know you get into conference play. Um, I yeah. I but, mean, uh, Purdue I, got their harder games out of the way. Yeah, they're not conference they, games. They, yes, they. Um, I mean, you can't call Duke and Gonzaga easy. No, I didn't. That's why <laughs> you know I clarified that going forward. But UNC, but, but, but UNC is going to be a big challenge. I'm actually excited to watch that game myself. It'll be a good game. It's late, but it'll Jay, be a good game. Much about late though. Uh, the Phil Knight um, tournament that they were in, dude, they tipped off against Duke at eleven o'clock. Yeah, <clears throat> that that's late. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oof. Um, All right. Yeah, I, I, I think that college basketball is going to be good for the state of Indiana this year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's way better when Purdue and IU are both good. It's just Absolutely. Good for everybody. It's good for all the Hoosiers, you know, all the Hoosiers that attend IU and all the Hoosiers that attend Purdue, you know, or root for them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with that being said, I, do you have any more college b-ball takes you want to give? No, I'm excited. But uh, that being so, said, though, NFL is still king. <laughs> we are we like I explained. Football's got my heart. Basketball's good. I'm glad to hop on this Painters train. I will give a shout out to my boy Tyrese Halliburton because mm. he did something that has never happened in NBA history. He had a three game span of 40 plus assists with zero turnovers. Never happened in NFL history. We got a baller on our squad, dude. I uh, dude, and we got a rookie that just hit a. The at the at the, the guy that we death stole, Andrew Nembard. I think Nembard's how you say mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely, yeah, right over the king himself. Mm. Yeah, I I'm excited. I'm so glad I declared that I was a Pacers fan at the beginning of the season because in the next five years this team's gonna be good. I just had to give a shout out to my boy, um, Pacers. And let's let's end one more. Let's talk about it. Let's just do it. U S A U S A. Yeah, yes, dude, hey. I was, 
I was watching the U.S. versus Iran game. They looked good in the first Electric. half. They looked good in the first half, but the second half, dude, Iran was taking it to them. Yeah, I was got getting, the job done, baby. I know they got the, the job dance. done, but I was scared. I was it, my heart was beating. I was like, for wasting. Uh, I, I I will admit that I said the first 180 minutes of soccer that I watched for the World Cup, I was really devastated to see two draws, and if I saw one more, soccer would be gone. But <laughs> that last, like, you know, when they got that nine minutes of extra time my heart was racing. I was like, this sucks. Cause I, like you said, Iran was just absolutely taking it to them, taking yeah. it to them. Yeah. So they survived an advanced pass. Iran. Um, we now have the Netherlands in the, in the round of 16. Yeah. Serginho Dess's place of birth. It is. And <laughs> revenge game, revenge game. He had, he was either, I mean, I know, I remember when that was big when he chose the U.S. to play with, for them nationally uh, I over think he the actually, Netherlands. I think he saw a better chance for. Dude, he's, he's solid. He is. He, he's, he's from one of, he's from one of my favorite clubs, Barcelona, and he nice. represents the U.S. very well. Good. And he had that beautiful assist to Mr. Pulisic. Um, I, I would love to see what this U.S. team can do, but there are, there's some, like there's some shots where I'm like, they got to hit those shots um, where it, it just seems like they're trying too hard. Um, Musa, I believe is his name. I'm mm-hmm. not super familiar with him, uh, but he tried to just absolutely smoke one uh, and just, he had a perfect opportunity to score end of the game. Shaq Moore. Is that, is that his mm-hmm. name? Mm-hmm. That guy brutal. He, he was a big reason why the U S <laughs> at the end of the game was in so many tight spots. Uh and I, I don't have a whole lot of to- soccer knowledge, but it seemed like he was making some mistakes. There's See, one more at the end of the game. Let me just let me get this off my chest, and I'll give you the floor. Um, U.S. had a good opportunity to score. Uh, it was a 2v1 breakaway. Uh, guy ends up hitting it with his purse. Eh. Yeah, literally. Eh. See, it's funny because I, you know me, I, I definitely have a, you know, I have a good base of soccer knowledge. But when it comes and to the U.S. Some skill moves. But when it comes to the U- this U.S. team, like I – it's it's probably because I don't watch a lot of the MLS and it's, there's a bunch of people I just don't know. I don't, think, uh, I don't think a single player in the MLS started. Yeah, corner, it was a center back. Who? Zimmerman. Oh, yeah. Okay. He, put, he played for Nashville FC due to liability in the back line. Yeah. And then Reem. Reem plays decent enough, but he also had that stupid mistake that lost the game for uh, against Wales. Um I, I don't have a whole lot of soccer knowledge. I'm going to be honest. All of it comes from FIFA. I've just never been a soccer guy. <laughs> uh, but when it comes to World Cup, I try to invest. It's nice to have everyone it makes it, rooting for the same team. It brings the nation together. Yeah. We <laughs> really seen does. Did you, see, did you see that Tyler Adams? Did you see the reporter, the Iranian pro- reporter? Uh, this this was this was just stupid. I, I hate how this is brought up. The guy, they didn't even ask anything about the game. So he, first off, criticized him for not saying I ran right. I think I'm saying it correct. I don't know. I'm saying it how I would Iran, say it Iran. as an American. I don't know. Um, he said, you support the Iranians, but you can't pronounce our country right. So he told him that it's pronounced blah. And he like, he's talked so down to him. And then, then and he goes in second, how can you represent a country that is so discriminate? Like it discriminates black people. And he, his answer was perfect. Uh, he said that I know I've, I've lived in a lot of places. I play a, a sport that you go, you know, you got to travel and live in different um, countries. So he said he's seen a lot. 
Um, and he said that, yes, there are some issues against discrimination, but the U.S. is working on it and they're trying to get better at it. And I absolutely love that answer because I was like that Iranian reporter just wanted to just absolutely hammer him. And he handled it like a captain of the United States of America, baby. That uh, that Iranian reporter was looking for was looking for an international conflict. <laughs> he was, and that's probably he's probably some just pawn that just got <laughs> told to say that. And like I I hated it, but it gave me a lot of respect for Tyler Adams. Mm-hmm. He's I I liked his answer, and he handled himself great. So Netherlands, bring it on, very much. They're not they're not called, called Dutch, Dutch ovens; they're called Freedom Ovens now. Dutch ovens. <laughs> all right that. but we I, I, can't, I, I, I can't take credit for that one that's all on twitter i knew you um, come on now but the, the the pod might have believed that you were that creative come on now nah, but i told the people let that one ride okay that's fair um i respect it all right so we'll catch everyone next week yeah celebrate a cold sub in a dog list <laughs> please subscribe to our podcast please. give us a rating if you like it please, please. love you love you bye. all bye